Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to The Waves. This is our Golden Bachelor podcast, episode one. Here's Gary. And now it is finally time to meet the mysterious Golden Bachelor. You essentially are going to be the representation for what it looks like to date in your 70s. It feels amazing and it's still sinking in. Of all the men in the United States of America, over a certain age, I'm the guy. Every week we're talking about the latest episode of the newest installment of the Bachelor franchise and 72-year-old Gary's quest for love. I'm Shayna Roth, senior producer here at Slate. And I'm Laura Stasi, host of the podcast Dating While Gray. I'm so excited to talk to you, Laura, about this because your show, Dating While Gray, is all about finding love while gray, as in older. You've talked to so many people looking for love after a divorce or being widowed. And now we get to watch The Bachelor together, a widower edition, no less. But before we start, I want to know about your particular relationship to The Bachelor. Mm, I have no history. I do <laughs> I have never watched it before The Golden Bachelor because it seemed to me just kind of silly. Like, who wants to watch a bunch of younger people running around? Um, so I was intrigued when I heard that ABC was going to do a Golden Bachelor. But I was concerned that they were going to – when the promo came out, I thought, oh, I think they're going to be making fun of older people. I mean, do you remember that promo? It was like – Oh, it was terrible. He gets his DMs via, via carrier pigeon or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> he posts his thirst traps in a leather-bound album. His DMs have postage. He gets the early bird special anytime he wants. If you call him, it was really kind of condescending. Just, I get what they were going for to try and make it like, oh, hey, you're used to 20 somethings getting drunk and trying to find love. But what if we have some 60 and 70 year olds trying to find love? What was your take on the promos leading up to this? Well, I thought for sure, okay, they do not want to appeal to older people. I thought it was going to be a hate watch for the younger Bachelor Nation just because of those promos. So I thought, okay, this really isn't for me. Um, I, I'll watch it, but I don't think they care whether I'm watching it or not. But I have to say, can I say I've changed my tune since watching the first episode. Ooh, okay, and we're going to get into that. I Now, I am coming to this show as somebody who has watched The Bachelor many times. I actually fell off The Bachelor wagon, though, as a lot of people who follow The Bachelor, Bachelorette. There's been a lot of controversy over the last few years, issues with diversity, issues with, you know, the amount of alcohol served, particularly on Bachelor in Paradise and things that have happened as a result of that. And I think it was after the Colton is a virgin <laughs> season. I heard about that. And that was the whole thing. 
that was when I really started to fall off. But I used to love it because I had a friend of mine. We would get together every week and we would watch The Bachelor and we would have yummy snacks. And it was like a really cool, fun bonding thing for us. And then I just kind of started to fall away. And I was really excited to see this show, The Golden Bachelor, because I was like, oh, this will be a fun refresh for the franchise. This will be a way for me to get back into it without a lot of like the icky baggage that has sort of cropped up with the show. So I was very intrigued by by this series concept as a whole. And as I was watching the first episode, it was kind of interesting to see the parts of it that were very similar to Bachelors of Old and the parts of it that were very different. What did you think of the limo and introduction of the women? Because that is a very standard Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise where you have the main contestant watching as all of the people come out of the limo one at a time. There were a lot of different little bits and things like that for the women to be memorable. What did you think of all of that? Well, first of all, kudos to Gary. I don't know how long he stood on his feet for that whole thing, but um, too I long th- is the answer. <laughs> okay, long. I think it was genius to have Edith be the first one out in that gorgeous gold dress, stunning, beautiful hair. Stunning. You know, I'm going to go for the long gray hair and um, the little poppers or the confetti. I mean, that was perfect. That set just the right tone. So I love that. So, what? Who were some of your favorites? Well. <laughs> First of all, Renee, what a miss coming out in that cheerleading tracksuit. Oh, she was the, she was the so only bad. one who did that. And I thought, okay, that's going to either make her stand out or that's going to backfire. And I think that really backfired. She didn't get a rose. Um, she also, I don't know, it's just kind of silly. Um, I did not like Leslie's coming out with in the old lady outfit. Oh, no. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, but I, it's funny that she did that because <laughs> I think she's one to watch um, just for everything. But um, I loved Sandra. I thought... So if you look at the promo pictures, you know, the publicity shots, she looks so buttoned up, so elegant. You know, she said she's proudest of her credit score and she's 75. So I thought, okay, she's going to be kind of the, I don't know, the wet blanket or I don't know. I just didn't have much. But then she came out and did that F-bomb meditation. I thought, I love you. You are great. I'm great. I'm Sandra from Atlanta. Good to meet you. You too. I'm awfully nervous. You know, what I do when I get nervous, I have this zen practice. So I'm going to do that right now, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. I'll take a couple of breaths. Fuck. Fuck. I loved her, did not like Leslie. Uh, you and I disagree on April. April is the one who came out and she has constantly been saying aging sucks. She's kind of anti-aging. She's really the only woman there who is not doing this sort of like, yes, I am older and that's great, rah, rah, rah kind of a thing. And that's kind of why I'm interested in April is because she's just clearly different from the other women in that sense. But what is what is your take on April? Well, I do think April is the stereotype. 
Mm, aging sucks. Yeah, aging sucks. Oh my God, we got to fight it all the way. Oh, it's such a struggle. I mean, why would anybody want to be that negative? And why would anybody want to be around someone that negative? That would be like you or I saying, oh, being a woman sucks. Oh my God, it's such a grind. Now, there's two ways to think about it. One could be that the producers wanted to have this kind of oddball, odd duck. You know, she likes birds. Um, But another one would be that maybe as younger people, I'm assuming these producers are younger. I could be wrong. But they think that's what people want to see. Sort of like, can we talk about Jimmy Kimmel's aunt? Oh, my God. What a horrible bit. Uh. Are you the unluckiest guy in the world or what? (laughs) No, I am not. (laughs) How are you this evening? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. You must be lying about your age. No. I was curious. I said to my nephew, I said, it's got to be one in a million. I want to meet him. He said, okay, you got it. Who's your nephew? Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) (laughs) It was such an odd plant. I mean, you knew right away that it wasn't going to go anywhere. She wasn't a real contestant. I thought it was fun just in a pure like, yes, give me something different. Because by the time she came on, I was starting to 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 tune out just a little bit. The first episode does this to me every time because you just get inundated with so many different women, so many personalities. And that's why they do all the bits and different things to try and stand out, not just for Gary, but also for the audience. And I had started to tune out. And then all of a sudden, here comes Jimmy Kimmel's aunt. And I'm like, why are you here? What is happening? It They took it a bit too far. And I mean, you found it, I think, kind of insulting. I did. I think, who's thinking this is funny because his aunt, I looked it up afterward. First of all, Jimmy Kimmel, I didn't realize, he's in his 50s. Oh, really? He's too, yes. He's in this demographic. And he's also <laughs> been, he's also been married before and divorced and remarried. So he above, and this is his aunt. Apparently, it's his real aunt. And she's in her 80s, 80s. So I just thought, this is a miss. This is this seemed to me to be uh, locker room little boy humor. I don't know how else to describe it. But, uh, you know, especially when they showed her picture of her sleeping. Okay, ha, ha, ha. She can't st- You know, to me, it was just, that was a stereotype. That this is what this is what older people actually look like. You know, it did not work for me. And that brings me to a question that I had for you, which is, who do you think this show is for? I mean, it really doesn't seem to be hitting necessarily with with you, somebody who is over the age of 60, 55. <laughs> I will be 63 in at the end of October. If we're not aging, we're dead. That's all I have <laughs> I to love say. That. So, I mean, it's so it's clearly like they're doing some things that I think are probably meant for a younger audience. But I don't know that, like, the whole concept of it is necessarily for a younger audience because you have people with a very different experience who are going to be bringing a lot to the table that is very different from, you know, sort of the traditional Bachelor show. I mean, like, the traditional Bachelor show, you have a bunch of 20-somethings. I know in episodes or in seasons past, you know, a woman might be 35 and she was considered like so old. And oh my gosh, she's going to go home soon because she is just so old. And like, that was the whole vibe. But now you've got just some really, I mean, a lot of these women are just incredibly chill, down to earth, fun. 
this just is who we normal. are. Yes, just like normal this, humans. Like yes. it, it doesn't seem right for reality TV. So I mean, like, who do you think this is? Yeah, who's watching this? I think this is a great opportunity. I think we will be, I think older people dating will be well represented as long as they get rid of the sticky stuff and also send April home. I know she's good for the, but she really is a negative influence and she looks good. I mean, why is she, you know, like look at Leslie paddleboarding in a bikini. Or Faith with the motorcycle. Faith with the motorcycle. It did set it up, I think, that Faith and Leslie and um, Teresa, those seem to be the top three at this point. And so I'm really curious what's going to happen next week. Are there some of the the beautiful blonde women and Edith, the beautiful gray-haired woman, are they going to come into the the foreground? I do think that how they picked the different women is very interesting because you have sort of that group of women that are really standing out initially. You have, I feel like, this other group of women who seem to be just very grounded, very down to earth, not really here for like the reality TV-ness of it. And I'm thinking of women like Kathy who are going to be trouble. I think that there's, there's always like a group of women, maybe like three or four that first day where I pull them out and I'm like, oh, you are going to be trouble. And these are the women that are going to cause chaos like amongst the other women. And Kathy, in this gorgeous sequin dress, was very much the trying to be like the voice of reason amongst the madness. Tonight is getting crazy. This little tiny blonde thing rolls in with the Easter bunny basket filled with eggs, you know, clucking or something. I mean, this is your one shot. So everyone's coming to get his attention. Golden Gary, you're my man. Looking golden with that tan. Hope to bring you lots of luck. Because I'm the girl you want to marry. (laughs) These people come with their A-game with creativity. I came in creatively. Walking. And I think she is going to be very interesting, particularly with when she starts interacting with women like April uh, and maybe even like Faith. I'll point out that one of the women uh, when Faith showed up said there's no way she's over 60. So we're Uh, already. Yeah. So like we're already starting to see. I know we're already starting to see these women kind of you know, kind of go into what I think of as being very traditional bachelor women behavior, which is a little bit catty and kind of gross. Yeah. Now, uh, Kathy reminds me of nothing against Catholic school principals, but she reminds me of a girl's Catholic school principal. Yes! (laughs) No nonsense. Girls, this is not the way we're supposed to be doing things. Yes! So it will be. but, But contrast Kathy with, okay, my favorite, Natasha. I love her. So I saw her picture. I was like, she's so sparkly. And look how much fun she is. You know, she sat on the ground with Gary and they did that sort of laugh stuff. I don't know what that was. If it was laugh yoga or, and she's talking to the other women. They show scenes of her just kind of, yeah, girl, get it. You know, like, I love her. I think she's so good for the house. Um, just the energy she's bringing. Yes. There was a really interesting scene of the women just sort of like complimenting each other and very much being here for each other. You look beautiful. I love your dress. Everyone's so pretty. Your hair looks so great. Your earrings are really gorgeous. So far tonight, everybody is just so excited to be here. The women 
have been such a delight, but I'm here for one reason, and that's Gary. But as we see on the, you know, sort of coming up on, and as Bachelor history tells us, it's going to get competitive because at the end of the day, this is very much a competition show. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So we've talked a lot about the women. I want to get to our bachelor, Gary. What do you think of Gary? Okay, so to me, Gary is the perfect example of why online dating won't work because (laughs) I saw his picture. I was like, oh, he's overly made up. I read the little profile about him and I thought, you know what? I would have swiped right. (laughs) Right is wrong, right? No, left. left. I get this mixed up all the time. I would have swiped left. (laughs) I'm directionally dyslexic. Um, I would not have gone for him. However, seeing him living and breathing, I was like, okay, I get it. Now, there are some things I'm hoping he did just for the show, like bringing the glamour shot photo of his dearly departed wife in that terrible frame. I just, I hope they told him to do that. I I do think he's very, very weepy. Not that it's not, you know, it's okay for men to cry, but... He did the the wife's death was very traumatic, it sounds like. I mean, death is upsetting anyway, but it sounds like this death was particularly traumatic. And I hope he's had counseling um before going into something so intense. Yeah. My initial thought when I was watching this, I wrote it in big notes, is I'm worried about Gary. Because <laughs> within the first not even two minutes of the show, he is sobbing. And he's talking about how he and his wife had built this dream house and it's on a lake and he lives there. And now whenever he looks at the lake, he thinks of his wife. And I don't know, just me personally, if I'm looking for a partner and they're, you know, crying every time they look out at the lake from their house because they're thinking of their dead wife, I think that's too much baggage for me. And I'm very curious to see if Gary is really ready for this. I mean, it's great that he's got his emotions on his sleeve. No problem with that. But I do wonder if he can really start dating. And that's why I was very surprised that he kissed two different women. Two women. Is that, hi- is two that history? Women. 
uh, a milestone. Oh no, that's no, no! They oh. always kiss on the first night. I mean, it's always it's always like a big like who's gonna get kissed on the first night. But like very traditionally, there's usually at least one, sometimes two. But I was surprised that he kissed anybody, and not just kiss. I should point out these were makeout sessions. I feel like they were like not just a kiss. They were like at least five seconds each, right? There was some making out, and I was really surprised by that because when we opened. With him talking about his wife, I was really thinking like, oh, it's going to take him a while to open up to these women. And maybe it was just an editing error on The Bachelor's part because that put me in like a very different mindset going into this episode where I'm like, okay, we're really starting out on a downer here. And I think that that was a weird choice because going into it, you know that he – that his wife is dead – You know that he is single. I mean, why not start with him and his daughters and, you know, really start it on an uplifting note instead of him crying? Well, honestly, I do think that might be, you said, an editing error and edited by younger people because I feel like they think in talking with people for the podcast, there is kind of a people who are widowed are very much like, oh, you know, we are different than divorced people. This is different. And I understand it's different. But sometimes they're saying it in a way that is insulting, unintentionally insulting to divorced older people. It's like, well, you know, my marriage ended only because my partner died. And and so I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. It's like, okay, you're telling me your marriage was perfect. You know, maybe you would have stayed together forever, but that doesn't mean you would have been completely happy, you know, so I don't want to cast judgment except to say, I think the producers thought, okay, we really need to play up this widower part because this is a good guy. His marriage ended only because she died. Um, But I agree. I think it's, um, but I have to say, Gary is crying a lot. (laughs) But from what I'm hearing from a lot of daters, older daters, and I've experienced it, when you start dating again after a long time being off the market, you're it's like you're a teenager again. You cannot control your emotions. You cannot control your hormones, whatever hormones we may have left. You find yourself acting like a teenager. And it looks like maybe Gary is going to be awakened to his teenage self especially with Leslie. I mean, she's just like, she's a powerhouse. Um, And I do think, uh, I'll just make the prediction now, I think that's going to be Teresa's downfall, that she's also a widow and she really wants this. And I'm not sure if the fun factor is going to be there with her as opposed to with some of the other women. Yeah, and I do think that Gary is definitely looking for a fun factor in all of this. One of the things that worries me about sort of that opening montage of him and his wife is maybe he is like saintizing his wife a little bit much that she is just way up on this pedestal and that none of these that all of these women are going to have to be competing with her and this standard that doesn't really exist. Um, so I'm curious to see how his former wife plays into all of this and if we're going to get a lot more of her and of their history, or maybe the producers were like, let's just throw it all into the beginning and then we don't have to talk about it much anymore. But I don't think that's going to be the case because it does seem like it's still kind of raw for Gary. I mean, it's been a few years, but it sounds like this is really the first time that he's 
getting out there in a very serious way, which who knows how that's going to go. I think it's been like six years since his wife died and that he has dated. Now, that doesn't mean... I don't know. I think I do think they're playing up the drama factor of it. And I really think it would be a mistake to keep pounding on that. On the one hand, it, here's something that I think is intriguing. He's, you know, very invested in this house and the lake, but it does remind him of his former wife. And so maybe Gary is going to be a little bit more open to relocating or to having, uh, you know, we'll spend six months at your place and six months at my place. Because that was the thing when I was looking at, you know, trying to figure out who was going to go home or go the distance. I thought, well, Renee, she's in Illinois. So that's geographically close (laughs) to Gary. You map out with all the red streets. (laughs) But that is a consideration. I mean, yeah, uh, it has to be. Yeah. So he sent her home. So I'm like, okay, now, who, you know, and like even Faith, who is, I think she's from Washington State. So um, anyway, maybe the this reminds me too much of my wife's situation will end up helping his new partner or his new, I don't know, whatever it's going to be. Do you think they're going to get married? No, I don't. I am curious to see how the show itself goes about doing it because usually on The Bachelor, there's like the last like episode or two, there's a big to-do where The Bachelor picks out a ring and he's got to decide who am I going to propose to. And usually, I think there's only been like maybe once or twice when there has been no proposal at all. But for the most part, it's picking a person to propose. Do they ever end up actually getting married? Usually, no. Like 90% of the time, there's not actually a wedding, but I'm curious if they're even going to do the whole, you know, show of picking out a ring and show of a proposal, or if they're just going to say, I just want to keep hanging out with you and all of that (laughs) at the end of it. Um, I do think one thing that we're hitting on here, though, is that this show is trying to lean into the drama. But the problem is, is that the drama is very sad and kind of a downer. It really should be leaning into the fun factor here. And we did get some of that because, as we previously alluded to, there were two kisses. There were two makeouts. Teresa, who did this whole thing where she claimed she was in a birthday suit, but it was like a nude dress i have a birthday tonight so i thought why not come in my birthday suit um (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) i couldn't do that i got six (laughs) grandsons that was a miss for me uh she gary got her a cupcake because it was her birthday and it was a very cringy kiss, I thought, because there was a lot of discussion leading up to it, where he's like, <laughs> if I took a bite and I got frosting on my face, what would you do? It was, that was a miss for me. But then the other kiss I thought was pretty cute because it was with Faith. She got the first impression rose. And since he had already kissed Teresa, I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to be kissing Faith now. And then all of a sudden, plot twist, they're making out. <laughs> and all the other women are lo- are watching them kiss. <laughs> That is some very classic Bachelor right there. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what the miss for me with Teresa was. She read that letter from her daughter. Okay, men do not want to be, I mean, according to, I had a, (laughs) 
a professor on who did a study actually on older people and dating. Men do not want to think of women as caretakers. Why would you remind the Golden Bachelor that you are a mother? I mean, not that the, I believe me, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you are going to be strategic about winning Gary's heart, you do not want to be, hey, I'm a mother. This is what my daughter has. He's probably thinking, oh, God, I got two daughters of my own. I don't want to deal with your daughters. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. But um, so, so you think the sadness is going to stick through the series? I really hope it's not. I hope not. I hope that they're like, okay, we have to get his backstory out of the way. I mean, one of the things that you see consistently throughout the Bachelor franchise between the the, the sort of main contestant and the the daters um, is this idea of their story. And I'm using that in quotes. One of the most memorable ones that I can think of is a woman who was really – focused on the fact that she had lost her husband very suddenly and tragically. And she made that into like a big part of her personality. And it was like a big thing of when she was going to tell the the Bachelor her story. And so I think that in that sense, in the sense of a lot of times the show will sort of mine previous trauma for somebody's quote unquote story and make it into like this big thing that the bachelor or bachelorette and the contestant have to overcome together. You know, they're trying to fit in a whole relationship arc within a few weeks. And that seems to be a big part of it. So I think we are going to continue to see mentions of Gary's wife. Um, We're going to continue to see and hear about his pain with her and 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 how much he misses her and things like that but i really hope that they're not going to lean into it too hard i think that these are women at least a lot of them who are very secure who have their shit together who are in this for a good time and to find actual love, they don't need all of that baggage. And I don't know that they're going to really stand for it. If he seems, a lot of these women strike me as if he seems to be too hung up on his, on his former wife, that they will walk. I would not be surprised. Can we talk a bit about um, Gary? I wonder if he was, he had some great lines in there. Like I'm, you know, I can't even, I'm listening to you or I'm hearing everything you're saying. And I thought, okay, if they did not tell him to say that, I'm really impressed with him. He's a very active listener. Yes. So I thought that was, like I said, he's really, he's growing on me. I really hope he's not as weepy, weepy going forward and that we can really just see him let loose. I also like seeing in the opening scene, he had stubble. And it was like beautiful gray stubble. And I was like, let's wash the dye out of your hair, Gary. I don't know if the producers did that or yes, get the bronzer off, wash your hair, and let's see who you really are. Just be you. Just be you, Gary. And he has a delightful laugh. He clearly, when he is letting go, has a great personality. I think when he... I think he is least engaging when he is talking directly to the camera and everything feels a little bit canned. But when he is just like with these women, he seems to be having a good time and he seems to be doing really well. So I agree. Gary, wash it all off. Embrace who you are 
and just just be you. I did appreciate that he was not afraid to talk about having a hearing aid because I think that's something that we never see. Even even like nobody talks about having hearing aids. It seems like right. Even the younger, even younger one of the one. youngest ones. Yeah, that um, Nancy said we share air candy. Nancy's only sixty, uh, so um, and she's beautiful, accomplished woman. She's actually from Old Town Alexandria. I know we don't have a lot of information to go on right now, but who, right as of right now, is your number one pick to, we'll just say, end the show with Gary? Based on last night and just the three stars, Leslie, Teresa, and Faith, I'm going with Faith. I would love to see Natasha or Sandra take it home. Yes, but yes. again, all those other women, I can't even remember, Jeannie and um, Nancy, and we haven't seen anything from them yet. So, um, yeah. And Edith actually might turn out to be a bad girl, too. Yeah. Along with Leslie. So I think, you know, the bad girls tend to go far. Like I think Leslie is probably primed to make, like, top four. I mean, just for pure fun factor for Gary, you know, she's she talks about how she dated Prince and how one of his songs is, is about <laughs> her. I, I don't believe it, but okay, sure, Leslie. Uh, you know, she paddleboards in a bikini. She's clearly there for the fun. So I think she's going to go far, but... I think, honestly, I think Edith right now is my prediction to go all the way. I think she's the dark horse. Um, I think she will come in from behind. We didn't see a ton of her except for her amazing entrance in, as we said before, that fabulous gold dress. Um, But I think there was definitely quite a spark there. And so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my girl Edith right now. I'm going to I'm going to say Edith. Oh, can we change it every week? Of course, we're going to have to because <laughs> women are going to be getting kicked out. I think Susan, I think Susan is definitely going home next week. One of the ones I'm going to put that on there right now. Well, Laura, this has been fantastic. Uh, but before we go, we did see a preview of what to expect this season. And it looks like there's going to be some really fun times, but also clearly some classic reality show drama. Looking for the woman that you can live with, and start looking for the woman that you just can't live without. I'm falling in love with you, Gary. The last time that someone said those things to me was my wife of 43 years. I never thought I would see it again, and I'm seeing it and feeling it with more than one person. You made it sound like you chose me. Like this. I just don't have the connection that I did. I'm sorry. Oh my god, how does this happen? Laura, what are your expectations going forward? How are you feeling? Like, I mean, embarrassingly, I got chill bumps seeing those previews. <laughs> I know that's terrible, but they got me. They really got me. And I think what really got me is seeing Gary with, okay, I am a sucker for long, thin legs on guys. I know that's terrible. <laughs> I love it. And I'm he's, into it. He's got those legs and he's like making out. There's fireworks. There's actually literal fireworks in some of the scenes. I am hoping that they get rid of any kind of negative image of older people dating and just let these people have fun and just go with it. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of fun. 
I'm hoping even if there is like catty drama, I think that I hope that'll be fun too. I hope it'll be a more mature level of cattiness. Yeah. Going off of that preview, it looks like they are at least foreshadowing or predicting that they will find that balance of traditional bachelor drama that we all know and love, but also sort of a mature, elevated sensibility for this group of women. And they deserve that. So I'm 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 pretty excited. I, I think this is gonna be great. I look forward to recapping this with you. We are going to be doing this every week as we follow along on his journey for love. But for right now, that's it for our Golden Bachelor recap. Laura, thank you so much for joining me on this. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Shana. That's our show this week. The Waves is produced by myself, Shayna Roth. Daisy Rosario is senior supervising producer and Alicia Montgomery is vice president of audio. We would love to hear from you. Who is your dark horse or front runner uh, for winning Gary's heart? Who do you think is going to go home next week? Who do you think is going to cause the most drama? We want to hear your thoughts. Email us at thewaves at slate.com. Laura's show, Dating While Gray, kicks off on October 5th. You can find that in your podcast feed every Thursday. And then you can also find every Thursday the regular episode of The Waves, where we have a different host and a different topic every week. And then, of course, come back again on Friday to The Waves feed because you will hear myself and Laura talking all about Gary's journey for love. First of all, when I got a divorce, I never dreamt I'd be single for this long. The chance of winning the lottery getting struck by lightning are probably better. We're older, we're single, and maybe we're a little sick of it. But finding a special someone might be easier said than done. So he calls me and says, do you want to go to Scotland with me on, on our fifth date? And I said, let me check my calendar. I'm still kind of new to this and I'm, you know, still trying to figure out the rules and everything else. And her reply was something like, okay, here's how it works. I'm Laura Stasi, host of Dating While Gray, the grown-up's guide to love, sex, and relationships. We have 10 new episodes coming up with news you can use about partnering in the second half of life. Plus true stories about single people 50 and older who are getting back out there. I think he still feels a little bit like somehow I have misunderstood him because he thinks he's a very good lover. <laughs> and I'm sure he I'm sure he has been. Four serious relationships in three three years. Congratulations. I mean that's pretty damn good, I have to say. I'm uh, kinda of wary, right? You know, I'm weary and wary. But hello, <laughs> I mean those are good numbers. <laughs> and of course, being bisexual. Who was it who said that doubles your chances of a date on a Saturday night? It seems like every day someone is contemplating trying to make a big splash in the gray dating pool. Oh, I live close by, so he was very sweet to come to me. It was a mere 40 minutes of excruciating driving on a busy highway. How long did it take you to get ready? Oh, maybe 45 minutes. (laughs) Three minutes. I've had trouble committing because... I just, I'm afraid of making another mistake. But first, they might need to work through some issues.
Dating While Gray. New episodes coming soon, wherever you get your podcasts. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.